you know what I was thinking? I said, I haven't done anything reckless in a while on this podcast. Matter of fact, some would say I've never done anything reckless at all. Where here goes to proving that theory wrong. I decided to smoke and press record. So here we go. You're listening to Social Misfit. What's going on, Misfits? You heard the beginning of this episode. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. If you're watching the video, thank you so much for being a member of my Patreon. That's where you can see the full, full videos of these social misfit episodes of just myself. And I'm also going to work on doing it with guests as well. I know I can do like a Zoom thing and re-record the screen and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, if you want to see video footage of the podcast, you can go to my patreon.com backslash Chloe Hilliard. Um, okay, so this is where I did. I smoked. I have been smoking the same types of things, same, not things, but just all weed. I've been smoking the same, um, oh my gosh, I just hit the table. I've been smoking basically like the same three types. That's what I'm saying. Strains of cannabis for a while now. And, you know, since I've been home, I've been smoking a little bit more than I normally would because I'm just in the house. And so I've been getting, I got kind of bored. And so I always had these two, um, these two pre-rolls, which is so interesting. I I love how we call it a pre-roll now instead of a joint because a joint sounded like real seedy. So now it's like, oh yeah, I have like a pre-roll, which is a joint, a bigger joint. Yeah. I think, I think these are a little bit bigger than what, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you can look at like a seventies movies where they're like rolling up a joint and it may look small by comparison to like a joint today or a pre-roll, but you know, that also could just be that they didn't have like HD cameras. You know what I'm saying? So it could have been like the same size as a pre-roll, but it just looks like, um, consorted, contorted. It just looks contorted because of the, Anyway, I smoked it because it's something that I hadn't had in a while. It is super glue. And this is the, this is the, whoa, this is the whoa factor. It's super glue with shatter. Yes. I have never consumed shatter before. Um, I, all I think it is, it's like, it's like, it's a regular pre-roll right, with cannabis flower. And then shatter is like another element added to it. It could be like um, a resin or something like that. I don't know. I think that's what it is. Don't get mad at me if that's not what it is. But I tried to give y'all um, an example of what it was. Um, and so I've had it. I've had it for a really long time. The two of them, if you can, if you're watching the video, I'm like holding it up. It's, it looks like a test tube, and it says super glue. Um, because I was always like intimidated by like, oh my god, I don't know if I want to get that high. 
But since I was kind of like bored with what I was already smoking, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to crack this baby open. And thankfully, my best friend, shout out to Val, she was like, listen, I can't even smoke shatter. And I smoke a lot. So she says normally <coughs> she'll do like, excuse me, it's just my throat is getting dry because I'm high. Um, just so you know, if you have sensitive ears, you're going to be hearing me drinking on this um, episode and it's water and some blackberry mint lemonade I made so I will be quenching my thirst if you don't like the sounds of mouth noises okay <sighs> isn't that like the best feeling like right after the water you're like mm. <sighs> quenched Ooh been quenched I might as well leave the cap off um so what was I talking about shit oh fuck what was I talking about okay 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 so I decided to smoke it um oh so my best friend yes my best friend said that she um only she can drink I mean smoke like three puffs of it and she has to put it out and I was like wow if she can only handle three puffs and she smokes a lot more than me then I probably can do like maybe one and like one or two like small puffs like the little you know and also one thing about me is like when I um when I smoke when I inhale I don't I I don't inhale to my lungs it, I don't know if it's like a gag reflex, but um, I don't inhale to my lungs. So what I do is like I'll inhale is all in my mouth. Oh, this sounds so crazy. I inhale it all in my mouth. Like, you know, remember Dizzy Gillespie? Like he would like inhale it when he played the trumpet. His cheeks got really big, like like chipmunks, you know, um, like chipmunks. Um, I think I, I may have I ever seen a chipmunk in my life. I probably have definitely seen a chipmunk somewhere before in my life. I just wanted to, because I was like, I live in Brooklyn and you don't have chipmunks here, but I've, I've traveled enough in America. I've definitely, I've definitely seen a chipmunk. Anyway, probably at a rest stop. Um, so I inhaled the smoke into my mouth, all of it. And then I, then like, it takes like a beat, you know, like, and a one, two, and, and then I'll inhale it to my lungs. If I choose to, if not, I'll just take it straight up to the nostrils and out through my nose. Um, so I was like, I'm going to take like, like, like three small one of those, you know, like, you know, whatever. Um, hold on more water. Okay. This water is so fucking good, y'all. Like, I've never been one of those people that were like, oh, my God, this brand of such and such is my, is that water so good? Like, I'm like, whatever, it's just bottled water. But I actually tasted this Essentia, Essentina. Anybody know how to say it? It's really new. It looks like it has, like, um, it looks like a flag of, like, um, you know, when they are in, like, the Alps, like, the Swiss Alps that has, like, a red and white um, little insignia at the bottom. And it's called, it's Incentia. And it's Essen, I don't know, Essentia. Whatever. This shit is fucking good. It's alkaline water. This shit is so fucking, is it, al- is it alkaline? Yes, yeah, alkaline water. Um, It's so fucking, it just, it's just so wet. Okay, 
So I smoked. Baby. Ooh. Now I did this for the first time last night. And I smoked. And so let me tell you about my day yesterday. First of all, this was not what this episode was supposed to be about. But but it is pretty much it is all connected because I had the 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 genesis of this episode subject matter came to me yesterday when I was higher than a giraffe's pussy. And I decided then that I was going to save all my thoughts about this topic um, and do like a real episode. But yesterday I smoked because I had went food shopping with my mom. And that is just a very stressful time um because even though it's just the whole process of waiting in the line getting inside and like you know trying to keep your distance from other people but people are not really doing it It, it's just like you feel like you're on a time clock okay if I've been online this long and I've been in the supermarket this long and I gotta stand online to pay for my groceries and I gotta get out of the parking lot that's just like all this extra time that I've been around people when I didn't run want to be around people so I kind of treat I kind of treat it as like, uh, like, like an obstacle course, like in and out, you know, get a good time and get in and out. So you kind of like limit your exposure. Um, shh, Winnie, my dog is barking. Winnie, it's okay. Shh. All right. Stop. Winnie, it's okay. You can stop. I'm not editing none of this shit. Okay, done. So, um, so, oh shit, what the fuck was I talking about? Okay, so the subject matter for this episode, but then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. This was me thinking yesterday, like, I don't want to record it now because I'm high. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be like, you know, clear and concise because I want to address like this really big, I feel like social political issue that we have. And I'm still going to probably talk about it. But the whole intent of me not doing it last night and doing it today was so that I can be like hard hitting and sharp. And then I was like, ah, I felt good. That, that shit was good yesterday. And then I smoked. And so now I'm just going to try and get my thoughts out. Um, so. So. OK, where was I? So the subject matter, um, oh fuck. No, I think I really lost it this time. I did a good, those previous times where I forgot what I was saying, then I remembered it, but I definitely forgot it this time because you know, whenever you have a moment where you, um, lost your train of thought and then like you ever, you ever try to think about it too hard and then it definitely goes away. Like if you like, Oh, I lost my train of thought. And then instead of you saying, Oh yeah, it was me going to the kitchen. You were like, I lost my train of thought. What was that fucking train of thought? And then you, it's gone forever. Um, okay, I did write notes though. Thank the Lord I wrote notes. I, I definitely lost my train of thought. Hopefully it's going in this direction. But anyway, yeah, so I actually wrote down, this was the serious episode, right? I wrote these notes down, serious episode. Okay, this is me giving the serious, giving this. So I'm giving you, this is the warning that this episode is going to get political and it's going to get, um, very commentary ish. And, and I mean, I mean, that's what a podcast is, but I'm saying like, if you come to me for just my shits and giggles, you may, but it may be fun to hear me give these serious introspective or, or 
theoretical thoughts that I have being high as a kite, you know? Okay. Whew. All right. Boom. So, um, I was talking to like some of my friends that we've been doing. So like, we've been doing so much talking to friends. Like I love my friends, but like, this is a lot of talking. This is a lot of talking. And the thing that is so crazy to me is like, even when we was out walking around living regular life, I wasn't seeing my friends like that that much anyway. We wasn't talking on the phone that much anyway. So now that we know that we in the house, it's like, oh, do you want to Zoom every Tuesday and seven, Saturday at 17, 14, 18, whatever, like whatever time of the day? No. So now we feel obligated to talk, 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 because we in a house. And basically what that means is you just telling your friends like, yo, I want to talk because uh, I'm bored. Like I need something to do and I'm bored. And so I figured I'll call my friend because if you were still able to go out and do things, you wouldn't be bored. You'd be engaging in other things, the things that you really want to do. But then, you know, and then you wouldn't be calling your friends because you were out there doing the things you want to do. But then like now that we home and you don't have the option to do those things, you want to talk to all of your friends and all stages of friendship too. That's the crazy part. Like all stages of friendship. Like now some people won't really know, like if y'all really friend friends like that. Now, listen, don't get that misconstrued. This is, has nothing to do really with the political and serious shit that I was talking about. I went on a tangent, but we getting there. Um, I just want to say when I'm saying that about like, if you, you know, you know who you're, who you are or you know what your friend thinks of you, whether they call you or not, don't get that misconstrued with that fucking stupid ass meme I've seen all over the place talking about like, if your friends don't call and check up on you, then you know who your friends are. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that your friend being bored and wanting to talk to you doesn't mean that they're not a good friend. You know, I'm not, which is, I think, whereas the meme is like, if they don't talk to you, they're not a good friend. Where I'm saying like, according to my theory of we talking so much because we're bored that um, that insinuates that your calls that you receive are a result of someone else's boredom. Which is true. That was the um, blackberry mint homemade lemonade I made. Uh, so when you hear ice cubes, that's the lemonade. Anyway, that's if you're not a Patreon, which you should be a Patreon. Have you thought about joining comedian and author Chloe Hilliard's Patreon page? This episode is sponsored by said page. And thank you to all the amazing folks who have already signed up and joined. But you too could be watching me drink my blackberry mint homemade lemonade yourself if you were a patron of Chloe's Patreon page end of commercial okay right so like um we're all on the phone we're just all talking to each other and so me and my friends were just comparing notes and giving our theories on when they think things are going to go back to normal and what does normal mean and the more and more I talk about it the more and more it really hits me that this is not going to end any time soon okay this is me being serious What's happening right now, economically especially, is not going to end anytime soon. 
because it is a domino effect. Because states are going to start opening up early after not having done any of the medical things that they should do to limit or flatten the curve. Since they haven't done that, people are going to go out and they're going to work and they're going to get re you know, either recontaminated or contaminated for the first time because yeah, it is true. You can get it again. You can get it again. I just heard of a story of someone who had it twice and, and passed away after the second time that they got it. Okay. So yes, you can get it again because there's no cure. All right. Even people start talking about the antibodies. They're bragging like, Oh, I got the antibodies. It's like, yeah, it doesn't mean that you are now immune to it. So Yes. Okay. Um, so you have to deal with states that are opening up, not taking the right precautions. People are going to start hanging around each other. People's like defense, defense mechanism, not defense, but the people's defenses are going to weaken, you know, even going to weaken, weaken, even with myself, like going to Home Depot today, like, yeah, people weren't six feet apart from each other, but it wasn't like the first two, three weeks of that. And you'd be like, excuse me, keep your six feet. You're kind of like, yeah, it's fucking six feet, you know? So we're starting to relax into to this being not as an urgent thing because we've been doing it this way for so, for so like seven weeks now. Um, but once people relax and they let their guard down, then that's when you're going to have a second wave. And then all the, the, just the, ramifications of the sheer number of losses that we have and how that affects families and loved ones and incomes. And it's just going to be a long, long, long road. Like I I would say basically the rest of this year is a wrap. Basically we will, we will not be, um, having no Thanksgiving day parade. It's not going to be people um, gathering to see the lighting of the Christmas tree. No roller skating rinks is going to be open. I'm telling you, this is, going to be a long road it is because people aren't taking it seriously and so it just takes one you know it just takes one person to not take it seriously and fuck it up for everybody you know you heard of typhoid mary right you heard of typhoid mary that was a real woman she was getting everybody sick they was dying and she was just chilling let me type her up typhoid yeah, I don't know why my MacBook acting like uh, it ain't listening to me. Like, you gonna make me type out typhoid all the way. Mary Mallon, also known as Typhoid Mary, was an Irish-born cook believed to have infected 51 people, three of whom died with typhoid fever. And the first person in the United States identified as an asymptomatic carrier of a disease. See? She was a real person. Typhoid Mary. 51 people. But my thing is, this happened, let me see, what year was it? She was born in 1869, shit. Okay, this happened, ooh, first quarantine, damn, what? Listen, y'all, listen, y'all, listen. Mary Mallon had to be quarantined, right? Oh my damn, um, so the New York City health inspector determined that she was a carrier and under some sanctions of greater New York, blah, blah, blah. She was arrested as a public health threat under questioning. She admitted that she almost never washed her hands. Ooh. This was not unusual at the time. Ugh. The germ theory of disease still was not fully accepted. 
Mallon was held in isolation for three years at a clinic located on North Brother Island. Do you understand that? While quarantined, she was forced to give stool and urine samples, which indicated massive amounts of typhoid bacteria in her bladder. Damn, bitch. What was in your body? Damn. Three years is a long time to... Got all that fucking bacteria in your body. What the fuck, Mary? Damn. Authorities suggested. Okay. Okay. Let me read that. So while, while quarantined, she was forced to give stool and urine samples, which indicated massive amounts of typhoid bacteria in her gallbladder. Authorities suggested removing her gallbladder, 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 but she refused as she did not believe she carried the disease. Girl, I don't, but I don't blame you for not believing you carried the disease, Mary, because you was full of fucking bacteria and you were fine. But see, that's what I'm saying. The three years is what like threw me for a loop right there because it's like, if she had this shit for three years and she was asymptomatic and she had no examples of this shit and she had it for three years and she kept testing positive for it for three fucking years. How y'all think that we're going to go back to fucking normal this year? She had this shit for three years and never had it. She, she had typhoid fever disease in her body a disease, right? Right? Yeah, disease and her body. And she didn't, I don't know why I got the, I got it confused with like bacteria versus virus. I knew, I know it's a fucking disease. It's not like it's anything but a disease, but I'm high. Okay. And so I was, when I said disease, I meant like viral bacteria, like, you know, one or the other. Anyway, I'm not dumb. Okay. So, but she, she's been, she was asymptomatic for three years. So that means in today's situation, okay? And let me tell you something, this had nothing to do with what I wrote down today, but like it, it just elevated my original shit to like the 10th degree. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is, a, this is good. Um, if somebody now has coronavirus, but they're asymptomatic, right? Listen, oh my God, this shit is about to get so fucking deep. If someone has a coronavirus, that but but yet they're asymptomatic and they show no symptoms at all, they have they did not fall ill at all, okay, at all. And of course, because testing is so fucked up right now, and it's going to be so much money, and people may be afraid to get tested because they may think that they're going to get charged for it. They don't have health insurance, you know. People are afraid of 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 um popping up in the system you know they don't want to pop up so they may be like oh i'm good i don't i I never got sick i was around people that had it i was fine i'm not gonna get tested excuse me and they're not tested okay so asymptomatic coronavirus um shows no symptoms at all probably refuses to get tested when testing becomes readily available for whatever one of the reasons or even you know whatever and they don't, and also that same person's most likely not going to want to take the vaccine, right? Because whatever hotel reason. So, all right. So I know that that person that I just described is not a large population, but it doesn't take a large population. Because if that one person avoids all of the remedies to get rid of the COVID virus and is still in their body and they're asymptomatic, that it just takes one person, y'all. It just takes one person to do to do it all over again and of course hopefully by that point if people are vaccinated if the you know the large numbers of people vaccinated or they've been tested they know their status whatever but it doesn't mean that 
some people in that same boat as that person I just described who, you know, maneuvered out of being tracked or traced, they're still going to, you know, like it's, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that this is not going to be over anytime soon. So that, so that is just from the health aspect of it. Right. So just check that off, check off the health aspect of we're going to be dealing with this for at least the rest of the year. Um, and then, then, then there's a psychological aspect, right. And how, with how people are going to be willing to trust other folks or trust or trust like businesses and et cetera, et cetera, to be safe or to be clean. So that means is that's a whole trust psychological issue about problem issues with intimacy or being claustrophobic or being confined, confined to spaces, you know, the New York city transit system, all you do is breathe in other people's oxygen. So that means is every, everybody's going to be wearing masks. Are, are the masks going to improve? Like there's so many things, like so many things that can make you, um, mistrust the system and how like you'll be safe down the line. Uh, okay. Right. And he, and that's even after most of the people are vaccinated or getting tested, like there's still going to be like apprehension. No one's going to be like, Oh, I got everything and I'm not wearing a mask anymore. It's just the psychological aspect. Okay. And so there's that, but then it's also going to be just like, the damage to the economy, right? So between the people who've lost their lives or lost their jobs, you know, they, there's a vacuum, right? There's going to be a vacuum when it comes to the workforce. And then also you have to think about people who are now going to say, listen, I used to do that one thing, but now I want to do what I really want to do because I live life and, you know, saw my life flash before my eyes and I realized what I was doing wasn't what was making me happy. And if I had to sit in the fucking house because of a pandemic, I want to die knowing that I did the thing that I really love. You got to have those people too, right? So it's going to be like a very volatile job market is going to be people who are going to try to better themselves who are going to want better situations it's just going to be like a big scrabble board you know but in the midst of all of that you also have to really acknowledge people's economic rights right like people realizing that what they were making is not enough to live off of anymore people are going to hopefully start joining unions and fighting for rights when it comes to having like a you know a bargaining block that can make things better for them you know so like okay in case this shit happens again we don't just get fired on our second fucking week you know you like furlough us or or something but we need to have money like we need to pay if we're paying into this company and then we need to make sure that you're going to be there to take care of us in another time of need like these are all the conversations that we need to be having in the in the workforce you know um fucking universal health care you know even if you start with just expanding medicare like you need to have something in place for people to not to not really have to choose their own life over being in debt you know so there's so much, so much to that. And then also the other thing is like, there will be people who've lost loved ones, right? And there'll be people who are close to people who lost loved ones. And then there's going to be people who are trying to deny that there's been any substantial loss of life at all. And those people are going to intersect. And at some juncture, somebody's going to say something and someone's going to contest it. And now you're going to have to deal with all of that energy in the air, you know? 
And so it's just so much to think about on so many levels when it comes to what we're dealing with. And I just wanted to let y'all know, this is not going to end soon. This is not going to end soon. It's not. And so please prepare yourself emotionally. Start thinking about how you can uh, make money in, in other streams of income. Start Just start thinking about how you can prepare, can prepare yourself. Um, I'm, I'm going to start a garden in the backyard. I'm going to, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know how to pickle shit. I mean, I know it sounds terrible and it's a joke that I have, but like, I got to learn how to, um, preserve shit so I can have it. You know, I have canned foods here, but I mean, I don't have like, I don't have a pantry full of shit, you know? I mean, I could have a pantry full of shit if I cleaned out the closet that's behind me. That one right there, it's a closet. Um, but I don't fucking feel like it. (laughs) Truthfully. You know, and I don't, I haven't felt like doing a lot of shit around the house. And, you know, a part of me is like, well, you know, you just, you just need to eat this, eat this time up and just make it go by so fast and just do all the things you've always said that if you had time, you would do. And now I'm in here like, when is the next fucking snack at, bitch? I don't give a fuck about cleaning up anything in this place. I don't. I mean, granted nothing nothing's dirty but like I'm talking about like throwing a bunch of shit out you know like like the stuff that you need to like lick the tip of your finger and flip through like oh look at that oh look at that oh look at that oh look at that like all that shit like each individual thing needs to have my two eyes on it I don't feel like doing that I don't feel like doing that it's time for a snoop soup break sorry I made some soup Again, if you were a member of my Patreon, you can see the video of me eating this soup right now. I'm trying to be mindful. I'm moving away from the microphone a little bit so you don't hear every fucking thing. And I'm not chewing in the microphone either. I move my face away. Okay, this is the last bite. All right, I'm back. Hold on. You know what I realized? I realized I really like carrots. Damn, it's already been 30 minutes. All right. Shit, I only got through one of the things on my serious card note. Oh man. Okay. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to get to the other two. I'm going to get to the other two. Okay. 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 Fine. Fine. But I like carrots, like, like a nice boiled carrot, not, not, not too, too, too boiled, but like, like, all right. If you need to revive the carrot, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want it hard, but you don't want it soft. So like that nice right in between where it has a good little snap to it that you could still like chew on it. But like, like that's what you like, you peel it, you boil it, right. And get it to that state. And then like chill that, like, let it put that in the refrigerator and eat that. Oh my God. It's like, it's sweet. It's, it's a nice treat. It really is. Yes. I'm talking about carrots. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Okay, so we talked about how this shit's not going to end anytime soon, right? 
Um, we talked about, I went to Home Depot and people were still shaking hands. Like, oh, the employees were like giving each other dap. Like, yo, have a good day. Cause it's like the end of the day. So it's like, all right, all right. Check you. Thank you for your help. Just straight naked hands touching each other in Home Depot. I wanted to say something so bad. I just, I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? We live in New York city. You know how bad it is here. Why the fuck are y'all touching each other's hands? Okay. All right. Okay. So boom, right? We're going to be in this situation for a really long time. So I figured out a way that we can still make money, right? Because, you know, doing this, like the visual stuff and the viral, like the lives and well, not lives, but like the Zooms and stuff, like people are teaching classes online. I even see my trainer via like FaceTime, like, you know, I pay him and then we have our phone calls set up throughout the week. I be, I mean, like once or twice a week, I'm not really working on like that. Um, I think at this point he just does it so he can check on me and make sure that I'm alive. So I think it's more for him to not feel bad if I like perished than about me actually working out in quarantine. Okay. So, um, so, um, I thought about a way that we could make money from home, which is drugs and sex. That's basically all I got there. If you are in the drug game and if you are in the sex game, you could still be making a lot of money right now. Okay. If you had this. And so basically what I'm saying is, is that if New York state is so concerned about our economy, then we should just go ahead right now and legalize, uh, recreational cannabis. When I say drugs, I mean, that's all I consume. So that's all I care about. Um, they should definitely legalize uh, cannabis and decriminalize it and expunge all the records and let all the people free from prison if they were convicted for a cannabis related. Well, no, for can not a cannabis related, but for cannabis exclusively crimes. Because um, I don't want to say... I don't want to say let everybody out who has cannabis affiliated crimes because the cannabis affiliate thing could be like you had a pound of weed and 1700 guns in your car. I'm like, nigga, you had 1700 guns in your car. Like I can only fight for, for uh, cannabis right now. I think the whole, the whole drug, I mean, the whole gun situation is, is something that needs to be addressed because it definitely is rooted in racism and, economic oppression more so than anything else because that's who's the ones that's hardest hit by not having access to like legal guns um or 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 also the fact that yeah well it's just being we're flooded with the black market gun world in 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 urban inner cities um so and of course all that's related to that also contributes to the large numbers of black and brown people who are incarcerated. But at this moment, I'm saying that my top number one priority because of the quarantine is for them to decriminalize cannabis in New York state. And that could help us uh, start a booming economy booming because people who probably have never smoked before will start smoking because they're in the house right so the stigma is gone. You don't have to take no urine tests. You don't have to take no urine tests because we're in the house. Okay, so that means people can recreationally consume cannabis legally in New York State. That is a economic booster right there. Boom. Hundred million dollars. People will find the money. Hundred million dollars. Okay. Um, 
and so I mean more than it'll be way more than hundred. I'm just I can't I'm not I can't do math right now. I'm not I can't even speculate like how big of a number it could be. But let's just say in the world where a hundred million dollars felt like what is now a billion dollars. That's what that's the moment. That's how I want y'all to imagine that. Remember when you were a kid, you'd be like a hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars is a lot of money. Then when you get a hundred dollars, be like this is no fucking money. So like okay, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, so decriminalized cannabis. Without haste, right? And the other way that we can like uh, revive the economy in the in the country as well, but in New York because that's where I am, is by doing anything with um sex. You gotta you gotta decriminalize sex. You gotta legitimize sex work and remove the stigma from it. It's very important. It's very important to remove the stigma from uh sex work because um sex workers. They really put their back on the line for us. You know what I'm saying? Sex workers help people with their with their fetishes, help people uh, relieve stress. And it really, you know, helps people um, bond together. Couples oftentimes turn to porn and, you know, porn features sex workers that helps, you know, revive their the lost magic or whatever it is. It teaches, you know, young girls how to give a good blowjob. It teaches men how to pull hair. I don't know. All these things help society run a little bit smoother when people are sexually satisfied. Right. I don't, can you name a country that is sexually satisfied and not doing well economically? Think about it. I mean, like, and when I say as a country, right, that means that not just the men are being sexually satisfied by raping women. I'm saying like everybody is in a consensual, sexually satisfied state. And that country where those people are sexually satisfied all consensually is also a thriving economic or no saying that it isn't Yeah, I'm saying that if the sex is good and everybody's happy, then it's a better economy. Right. So yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, um, we got to decriminalize sex work, right? The fact that sex workers couldn't, uh, couldn't apply for the stimulus check is absurd. You know how many politicians buy hookers and you can't even give them their money back after they pay taxes on that money? Come on now. That's just not, that's not right. That's not right. You know? And so then if it feels like one-sided, like, okay, if you do legalized sex work, that it'll just be women making money. And you're, yep, for the most part, basically. And ladies, please do not let no man pimp you. Don't let no man pimp you off of selling your pandemic pussy. Okay, ladies, you don't need no pimp. You don't need no pimp in a pandemic world. That doesn't make any sense. Everybody's doing everything virally, right? So if everybody's doing everything virally, that means you don't need protection from who? Fucking a troll? Chick, get it together. Why are you giving a man a cut off of your web money? That's dumb. That's so stupid. It's not like you need a bunch of outfits. You know what I'm saying? You in the house. Everybody know you in the house. They understand that you got the same ponytail. You in the house. They understand that your your gel nail polish is grown out. You're in the fucking house. So where is your overhead, right? What what are you really spending your money on that you need protection from? Like this, like from what? I don't get. I don't, I don't need, I don't get it anyway. Um, 
and I know it seems like a very weird hypothetical, but there is a situation of this guy on Instagram who said that he's made like $12,000 a week off of his holes on OnlyFans. And I was like, why does anybody have holes on OnlyFans? Like, oh, uh, 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 ladies, come on. Like, we have the power. We have the power for real. I'm not even exaggerating, right? So ways to make money and that's ways to make money. The two best. No, not even the two best, the two surefire ways to make money in this pandemic world and to revive the economy ASAP. Drugs and sex. That's it. I'm telling you, that's the magical answer. Decriminalize cannabis in America, decriminalize sex work in America. And the economy is going to come back way faster than any specialist can project way faster. Right. And so even in that situation where it basically the only way, way to make money is from drugs and sex, I'm telling you, the women will thrive in the sex world and the men will dr- thrive in the drug world. That's the trade off. And then they buy from each other. He buy a little bit of, of sex. She buy a little bit of weed. And the economy is doing this is doing like the infinity sign. That's what it is. I give you take you take I give you give you take I take you give that's come on. That will be that is um, that is a balance of power. You know what I'm saying? That's a balance of power. And it's also a relationship of understanding because we understand that we both need each other. We both need each other to survive. And I know some of you may be asking, what about gay people, right? They'll figure it out. That's all I got right now. Water break. Um, all right. I got to, okay. It's 40 minutes in. Okay. I got to, um, shit I got to two all right three I may have to do this I got I may have to do this another time because I don't want to I don't want to do it a disservice okay but I want all right I'm going to do it now because like I might not be as fluid with what I want to say okay so this is the last topic of this episode again you can watch um you can watch this on my patreon page I'm, I'm bringing it on home I'm bringing it on home let me take a little sip of lemonade because this is going to be a good one Also, I want you to know that before I even press play, I mean, sorry, before I even press record on my camera and on my microphone, I already had it in my head that this episode was going to be amazing. So I'm already celebrating the amazing show that I already had that you just now watching and I'm waiting for you to watch it or listen to it so that you can congratulate me on it. So I'm basically sitting at the finish line like I wish they would hurry up and I haven't finished recording the shit yet. Um, okay. Boom. All right. So I was on Instagram and I found this post. Well, I didn't find it. I just saw it. I didn't search for it. Um, this post about Diddy having a conversation with Naomi Campbell and he was talking about voting, uh, for 2020. And so this is what he had to say. It's not going to be for free. We're going to have to see some promises, you know, what are we getting in return for our vote? Nothing has changed for black America. And in order for us to vote for Biden, we can't be taken for granted like we always are because we're supposed to be Democrats or because people are afraid of Trump. It's whoever's gonna take care of our community, whoever wants to make a deal, it's, it's, it's business at this point. You know, we can't trust politicians. 
you know? So we want to know very clearly, just like Trump made it clear that he wanted to build a wall, Biden needs to make it clear that he's going to change the lives and quality of life of black and brown people, or else he can't get the vote. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. You said it here, said it first. So that is, that's what pissed me the fuck off. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. Diddy, with all due respect, who the fuck are you? Who are you? I mean, I know you're Sean Diddy Combs. I understand that. Puff Daddy, I know that. But I mean on a metaphysical level, who the fuck are you? Like in the depths of your being, the light of the atoms that bounce around in your body. Who, who are you? I would love to know. Because for you to say some goofy nonsense like this lets me know that you are not in sync, brother. As everybody as the kids like to say right now, you are operating in a low vibration. Because that's some dumb shit right there. You don't say, oh, oh vote high. You know, I don't have no numbers in front of me. I, I, I'm not in a state to just Google real quick, even though I'm going to still try to do it. But like, I feel like this last presidential campaign was full of nominees. And now that all of them have dropped out, now you want to talk about what you demand in a Democratic candidate? You had time. You had time to endorse someone months ago, a year ago, and you chose not to, okay? And so now all of a sudden, now that we're in this pandemic situation, you sitting on Instagram all day long showing your family and trying to big up your business revolt and your new black news network or whatever the fuck that is that you stole from someone else. Now that you have time on your hands, and you realize that you have a captive audience because of cell phones, right? And people are looking for shit and you know that you're going to trend because you're Diddy. Now that you have the microphone, you want to act crazy. You want to talk all big and bad to Joe Biden like, like you the king of the blacks. It, mind you, he has on a shirt that says African on the front. That just that was the piece de resistance, as they say. I can't say it right right now. That was the piece de resistance, okay? And and the gag of the gag on the gag of the gag is you're talking to Naomi Campbell, who is not even a U.S. citizen. She don't give a fuck about our presidential campaign. I ain't heard her ever say peep about politics. So you go on her show, <sighs> Diddy. Who are you? Like deep down in your core, who are you, right? You don't say that you're going to be holding the vote hostage. Okay, so this is what really pisses me off about the whole situation. I mean, just the sheer, sheer audacity to come in in the fucking fourth quarter and make all these demands is is asinine and insulting to my intelligence, to everybody's intelligence, okay? But it's insulting to all of our intelligence for you to act like we, we have not been watching you not give a fuck, Okay. That's number one. Number two, you're in a position of power, okay? And you have amassed an empire of wealth. And you've had 
successful business deals and you've had not successful business business deals, but you've always come out on top, even though you cut the throats of everybody that helped you get to this place. But that's a whole nother conversation. Like just give Mace his motherfucking masters at this point in the sidebar rant. Okay. So you have money and then you go and you have these brunches at Rock Nation and Jay-Z and y'all all standing around and Kevin Hart is there. You're all raising glasses and talking about, you know, black wealth and black excellence. And, you know, we got all amongst us. We got billionaires in here, but we got all this fucking money, all this money, all this fucking money, all this money, 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 money. Y'all work hard too. You can have this money, 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 money. And you and your friends have not started a pack get the fuck out of my face get the fuck out of my face you want to be a political powerhouse but you don't have a fucking pack you don't have a pack do you this you you understand you understand you understand how crazy that is me do you understand do you understand how crazy it is you do you understand how crazy it is me do you, do you know? In the United States, a political action committee is a 527 organization that pulls campaign contributions from members and donates those funds to campaigns for or against candidates, ballot initiatives, or legislations. The legal term PAC has been created in pursuit of campaign finance reform in the United States. Y'all niggas can't make a fucking pack. Do you understand how crazy that is to me? Do you understand how crazy it is to me? But see, I thought about this yesterday while I was high as a kite. And I'm so glad I remembered to write fucking notes because I still feel the same way. Exactly. That's how you know. That's how you know that that your belief is almost airtight. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you ever have a belief, a thought and you like you think it once and you're like, damn, that's intense. And then. You think about it again and you think about it the exact same way to let you know that that shit was written in fucking ink in your mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like if you didn't deviate from your initial thought of this said thing from the first time you thought it to now, that means like your shit is locked in, you know, like final final answer. That's how I feel about this topic right now. Fucking final answer. I'm thinking the same fucking way I think yesterday, word for word, right? So I thought, why... Why haven't people like Diddy? Why haven't Diddy at all or Diddy and company? I'm just going to say him because he was in the video. So I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to drag everybody into this. But I'm saying those of his same cloth, if you will. Why haven't they sat down and created a political action committee, which is a 527 organization that pulls campaign contributions from members and donates those funds to candidates Sorry, to campaigns for or against candidates, ballot initiatives or legislations like the Koch brothers. Right. The Koch brothers have a bit a very big pack. Um, the Tea Party, which is now transformed into basically the GOP. Um, they had a, a lot of packs when they were pushing their candidates. Sarah Palin, all of that shit. Yeah, that's Tea Party shit. Diddy and company, why haven't you started a pact? Right. And so I figured out the answer. I figured out why they haven't started a pact, because if people like Diddy and I'm saying black people with the wealth of Diddy. Right. 
If people like Diddy, Steve Harvey, Kanye West, I'm thinking about black people who went to Trump Tower after he was elected, right? Um, because they wanted to, they wanted to have the conversation. They wanted to get into the loop. If people like that realize that what is happening is they think that their wealth will give them an audience with the echelon of America, right? The one percenters. They think that they have reached a certain level of fame and wealth and notoriety, acclaim, accomplishments, businesses, wives, children, mistresses, whatever it is. They feel like I'm doing everything that you're doing. I'm doing everything that you're doing. So now you're going to see me as your equal. That's what they think. And it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It doesn't matter how much money. It's never going to happen. Okay. It's never going to happen. Right. Like. Because they don't want to admit that it's never going to happen because they don't want to realize they don't want to admit that those people. Right. We'll call it the establishment the majority, right? They don't, they don't realize that the majority in control only see the rest of us as pawns or the opposition. And sometimes you're both. Either they're going to take somebody like Diddy, who's going to do a campaign like Voter Die, who's going to register all of these young black and brown people, who's going to get them to vote for the first time because he admits that he voted for the first time. Right. They're going to take somebody like him to do all those things, to do all the groundwork that they don't want to do. Right. To give them the name recognition that they don't have to, to sell them, to sell people into believing that they really give a fuck about them. Right. They got somebody to do all of that heavy lifting. And as soon as they get into office, they do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway, because they they use you as a pawn. OK. Right. So you thought just because they let you in the house that they thought you was their guest. No, you you walked in the door being the help because you helped them get all of the shit that they wasn't going to get on their own. And then they just discard you, right? Or you're the opposition. You're the person that they don't want to get nowhere near close to their success. So they put all of these social parameters, these rules and regulations and sheer racism into the world to always keep us oppressed and they will pay other people to help keep us oppressed and they impress oppress those people too those are the white people who think that they're better than black people and hate gays and muslims and they realize that they too are also not getting a fucking stimulus check because it was us you remember it was us the other people those are freeloaders those are the ones that's changing america and now you're sitting in the fucking house with all your toilet paper no fucking job. You can't get through to the unemployment line. Yeah, you was pay, You was a pawn too the whole time. Your own kind did it to you. You're a pawn. But of course, Diddy can't acknowledge that because then that means everything that he worked so hard for was a lie, right? That American dream isn't real. They let you get all that success and they still spat in your face. You don't see the spit, but it's there. Because you were a pawn. So you don't want to admit that you don't want to admit that you can't change the system. So that's why you won't start a pact because you're still trying to play their game. 
because you are determined to have them see you as an equal, as a man, as someone who is um, worthy of their, their accolades and their time and even their money. And it's not the truth. They're never going to see you. They're never going to see you. They're never going to see you as an equal. Okay. So stop doing fucking, um, like campaigns with them, you know, stop holding fundraisers. That doesn't matter. They're going to, they're never going to see you as an equal. Okay. So that's, you got that done. You got that good. Okay, good. So start a pact because if you start a pact, you can put the money, the time, the resources, and you can vet the people who you know for sure are going to have the same agenda as you say you do for the black community, right? That means you're going to get women of color, black women. You're going to get young black men. You're going to get young non-gender identifying people into the political process, okay? And you will be working with them for years. You will be in a position where you have people on your team and the pact who train these people, who vet them, who teach them how to, you know, it's like fucking A&R for music artists. You teach them how to dress, how to talk, how to hold a pen, how to point their finger. You teach them how to uh, acknowledge a tough question. You teach them how to fight for a microphone when somebody try to rip, rip it out their hand. You put them through fucking political boot camp and you get the candidate that you want. But it's not a rip off because it's somebody who really, truly does want the same thing that you want. But you have the money and the power to put them in position to get the position that you need them to have you know what I'm saying but y'all don't want to do that because that's too much work that's too much work you don't want to do that you don't want to do that it's expensive you can't write it off you know that's how you change the system did he talking about he gonna hold his vote I'm gonna hold my vote hostage you held a whole telethon for covid you held a telethon to try to get us to give our money to people who also need money during COVID. You and your friends, Diddy and company, could have just given your money to victims of COVID. Do you understand? But you're still trying to play their game. You're trying to play their game and how they do it with their pawns. You're trying to pawn us. That's a pawn move. You're trying to get us to do the work that you should be doing yourself. If y'all sitting there clinking your glasses talking about y'all black billionaires, you don't you mean tell me you don't have the money to fucking give people stipends. And I, I know, I know people are saying it's not a celebrity's job to bail people out, but I'm not talking about celebrity. I'm talking about the man who specifically said that he's holding his vote hostage. If Biden doesn't adhere to the things that the black community needs, you understand what I'm saying? So if you so if you so ready to fight for the black community now, run that fucking money. Why are you holding a dance-a-thon? That don't make no sense to me. See, but that's the trickery. That's what they do, right? What they do is they get people to do the work that they should be doing. So for example, I was at the supermarket another time and it was a woman in need, right? And to make a big deal about it, I just helped her out. That's what you should do. It should be point one to point two uh, contact, remedy the problem, people's part and go about their ways. That's what it should be. It should be that fast, right? But what they like to do is they'll say, oh, you need help? 
all right, so I'm going to go and find somebody to give you the help that you need, okay? All right, cool. You wait here, and I'm going to go get somebody to do the work that I don't want to do. And so when it comes to these things of, like, charity and fundraising, it's like, yeah, those people, the majority, the elites, the 1%, they can tell to they can tell their numbers hey give us give your money donate give call in and and give some money to this charity that we just started and you'll feel good about it but you have to have to factor in that white people make more money than black people in this country for the most part there's a huge uh wage gap when it comes to race and a huge wage gap when it comes to uh sex also when it comes to um What's the other thing when it comes to just like job placement period where you where you end up getting a job as a result of being black or a woman or a person of color. Right. So they have more disposable income. Right. Hold on one second. So what was I saying? Shit. Um, oh, wait, something about. The dance on helping people. Okay. So you can't say to black people, give your money to help other black people when economically we don't have the same, um, financial success as the others. So you really are taking like, you know, like you taking Peter to pay Paul, but, Peter don't have money either. So what happens is we don't give because we don't have it to give. So knowing that and you still having a dance-a-thon instead of just saying I've created a fund for my mother was a single mother. I created a fund for black single mothers who are essential workers or who lost their job. Like you didn't do none of that. You held a dance-a-thon. Don't even get me started about how you cut the music off on Lizzo when she was twerking, but had no problem with any other woman who was a smaller size twerking. But that's a whole nother thing to address at a later time, you know, and don't I'm not a Diddy hater. Don't say I'm a hater. I never really thought about him. You know, I knew I mean, I of course, I acknowledge that he was able to be successful. But like, you know, I never I'm not it's not that I'm not impressed, but it's just like. He's not, he's not above reproach. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's not above reproach. Um, and so, yeah, just start a pack, just start a pack, start a pack. And that's why it's easy to say that politics don't work. Yeah. Because you are engaging with people who don't see you as an equal. So it doesn't matter all the butt kissing, all the hand holding, all the money raising that you do. They're not going to do the legislation that you want because they don't give a fuck about you. So, yeah, that, so it's easy to say politics don't work or what's the point of voting because those people are never going to have your best interest at heart. But if you start a pact, a political action committee, which is a 527 organization that pulls campaign t- contributions from members and donates those funds to campaigns for or against candidates, ballot initiatives or legislations, you would have somebody in office who takes your phone call and listens to what you have to say and make something happen about it. See, those are just my thoughts. And this concludes the serious episode 
I'm going to title it, title it as such the serious episode. Thank you so much for watching on my Patreon. Thank you so much for listening on all streaming platforms available. This has been fun. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. Um, take care of yourself. I'm still giving, uh, I think it was $50 away. If you are in need, if you need money for groceries, just DM me, email me, and I will uh, Venmo you 50 bucks so you can get some groceries. Take care of yourself. Love your loved ones. Call your friends even when you're not bored. And enjoy yourself. Enjoy life. I don't know how to end this. All right, I got to stop because I want to eat my soup and I got to re-microwave it. And I want to smoke like one more puff so I can watch cartoons tonight. Thanks, guys. You've been great. Bye.